Well, good morning, everybody. Today we are going to be continuing our study on the attributes of God. Um, we just looked at faithfulness through Pastor Bill. Um, and now we are going to take a look at God's mercy. Um, and we read right here in 2 Corinthians 1.3, it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of comfort. And so we see the that God is a God of all mercy and a God who comforts us in times of need. But we're going to be focusing in on, again, the mercy of God. And the first thing that we want to do is define um, the mercy of God. And so the first thing we have to point out yet again, as we have with all of our attributes, is that God does not have mercy. God is mercy, right? We keep saying that, that God is uh, omnipotent. He is omnipresent. Um, so he is his attributes. And so he is mercy. And since he is mercy, he is mercy, he can't misuse his mercy in any way because all of his attributes are working together. So we have his holiness, his faithfulness, his justice. They are all working with his mercy. And the other thing we need to point out about this is that God alone chooses to use his mercy. We re read in Romans 9.15, it says, For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. See, God is not influenced outside of himself. Um, he is perfect, and therefore he acts perfectly in all of his attributes, including mercy. So the other thing is, he can't have any more or less of his mercy. Again, right, he is mercy. Um, it is who he is, so he can't have less or more. Even when you think about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, he did not have any more or less mercy before or after. Um, his mercy is the same. It has always been. It's actually eternal. So we have the mercy that has always been, right? Before the world was, God was a merciful God. It's immutable, right? His mercy. And so we read in Lamentations 322 it says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end so they have always been and they will always be because he is both eternal and immutable and this kind of hits at the heart of that thinking that says that the Old Testament God is different than the New Testament God right but even with that we see in the Old Testament, actually, that mercy appears four times more often than it does in the New Testament. And so we really see that the God who is merciful never changed and always has been. And so real briefly, I want to take a second and mention grace and mercy because they can often be seen as very similar as they are. And we'll discuss this more when we talk about the attribute of grace. Um, but grace is given, um, and we can kind of think of common grace, um, but mercy is given to those who need it. Um, and then again, this will we will discuss a little bit more of that um, when we talk about the grace of God. And so I want to take a quick turn and talk about types of mercy. Um, and Pink 
Arthur Pink um, talks about three different kinds. First, he says there's general mercy to all creation. And we see this in Psalms 145.9. It says, The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. So God's mercy is over all of his creation. And we'll talk about that more a little bit later on. Um, but you think about we are here now, um, and it is mercy that has brought us to here and keeps us living in this world, sustaining us. So then we have, that is general mercy, and then we have special mercy, which is towards men helping us in this world. Matthew 5.45 says, So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he makes, us, uh, makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends his rain on the just and the unjust. So, um, special mercy is that mercy that gives us um, the necessities of life here on earth. So we have the general mercy, we have the special mercy, and then the sovereign mercy. And though the sovereign mercy is for those who have salvation through Jesus Christ, right? This is the mercy that comes through Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. And so we've kind of defined mercy a little bit, but now we need to talk about the direct meaning of mercy, um, just defining it even more. And so the terms often used for mercy in the Bible, we there's a lot of times it's called pity, compassion, or loving kindness. Um, and in the Old Testament, uh, the meaning is to stoop in kindness to an, an inferior, to have pity upon, to be actively compassionate too. So, mercy is actually the verb form of compassion. And Tozer says it like this, he says, we can think of God's mercy as um, that God compassionates suffering men, right? It's compassion that is active, and obviously that is grammatically incorrect, but it kind of gets the point across. It is God compassionates to suffering men. So it's God's active compassion to his people, or to people. And so we can kind of see this clearly in Exodus um, 2, 23 through 25. Um, that's Exodus 2, 23 through 25. And I'll read that for you. Door closing. So it says this. Um, During those many days the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Um, and it says, and 25 says, God saw the people of Israel and God knew. So we really see a lot about God's compassion here in these verses, right? First of all, we see that God heard. He heard their groaning and he heard their cry for rescue. And then he remembers his covenants with them. And then he looked at their suffering and God pitied them. And remember, often pity um, is a word in the Old Testament that's used for compassion or mercy. So, 
And then finally, we see really the active part of it, and God helps them, and he does that through Moses. And you see the very next thing that happens, verse 3, or in chapter 3, is the burning bush, and then we have the whole story of Moses and the Exodus. So he hears them, he remembers them, he looked upon them, but he also has mercy and helps them in their time of need, and he helps them through Moses. And then we also can see this easily um, in many ways through Jesus but I'm going to point to Mark uh, 6 34 through 37 which says this when he went ashore he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things and when it grew late his disciples came to him and said this is a desolate place and the hour is now late Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? So, again, we can see how, first of all, it directly says that he had compassion on them, right? Um, and so... But it wasn't just a compassion, it was an active compassion for the people, right? He says, you give them something to eat. So you not only have compassion for them, but do something about it um, in both the big and the small things. And it's interesting here because Jesus obviously was active in his compassion, but he was also teaching the disciples to be active in it, right? Because they pointed out to him that this is a desolate place um, and the people are going to need stuff. And he says, well, you, uh, you see that you have mercy, but now take that, or you have compassion and now take that and be compassionate to people and be active in that compassion. And so, so we see a clear picture through Jesus um, and through the Old and New Testament there. And so we can have an example of non-active compassion or mercy, right? I like this, I'm going to quote Tozer here, and he says, A great many people are very merciful in their beds, in their lovely living rooms, in their new cars. They have compassion, which is a noun, but they never but they never compassionate, which a verb, right? They read something in the newspaper about someone suffering and say, oh, isn't that terrible? That poor family was burned out and they're out on the streets with no place to go. And then they turn on the television uh, and listen to some program. See, they're very compassionate for a minute and a half, but they don't do anything about it, end quote, right? So we need to not only have compassion, but we need to have active compassion as God does and do something about it. So it's very easy to just have compassion, um, but we need to also bring that compassion into the point of mercy. So again, we wanted to keep continuing to define mercy um, or God's mercy and so we must point out again that it has never come to be, right? Um, God has always had mercy, and he always will continue to have mercy, just like his other attributes. He'll never have more or less. Um, and like we said, when Jesus died on the cross, nothing depleted. 
Um, and so when we look at the cross, though, we need to make sure we see mercy clearly. And one of the big things we can often maybe not think about as clearly or think about or define as much is that God is not showing mercy because Jesus died. And sometimes we can say that um, and not really thinking about how it works. But when you think about it, Jesus died because God was showing mercy, right? And so there's a little bit of a distinction, right? Jesus didn't die and then God was showing mercy. Jesus died because God was showing mercy. Or to put it another way, as God's mercy gave us Calvary, Calvary did not give us mercy. And so it was mercy that brought Jesus to the point, to the cross. Um, and so we need to be clear on that. Um, it is because God is the Father of mercy that we have a Savior who came to take away our sins. So God is all of his attributes, right? Therefore, no attribute... Um, is going to be greater than the other because he is all of his attributes. But often we seem to highlight some attributes more than others, right? We always highlight the holiness of God, the grace of God, mercy of God is one that we always highlight. So why do we do that? Uh, and a lot of this has to do with that some can be needed more than others in, from a human standpoint. Um, you know, we think about like the Good Samaritan, um, after being robbed and beaten, what is the thing that he needed most, right? He needed someone to have active compassion on him, or in other words, he needed mercy at that point in time. And so when we come to God, we must remember that he never changes, we do. And so often it is we, from our standpoint, we need God's mercy and grace, and so we often bring up those things more than the other ones, and we just point to them um, and praise him for those things. So that's why sometimes when you think about why do we point out certain attributes more than others, or why do we talk about some more than others, um, that is kind of the reason. But it's important to note that um, God is all of his attributes, and he never changes, we do. Um, and so I was trying to con think of a way to close out this first lesson because um, there will be two parts to this and I want to think about Job's words and so I'm going to read in Job he says this um, at the end he says I know that you can do all things and I know that no purpose of yours can be thwarted who is this that hides counsel without knowledge therefore I have uttered what I did not understand things too wonderful for me which i did not know here and i will speak i will question you and you will make it known to me i had heard of you by the hearing of the ear but now my eyes see you therefore i despise myself and i repent to dust and ashes and so in closing for kind of the application portion if you will um all we need to really do is consider and contemplate and meditate on God's mercy. How it is working in our life and the lives around us. And not only that, we need to contemplate it, but we also need to praise God for his mercy. Um, we just need to praise the God who is rich in mercy. 
And so that would be my um, application for you to do, is contemplate and think about the mercy of God and praise Him for being merciful. And let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you that you are who you are, that you are all of your attributes, that you are just, um, you are righteous, you are um, loving, you are kindness, you are faithful, immutable, um, omnipotent, um, you are omnipresent and omniscient. You are all these things and it is too much for us to even know. Uh, and like Job says here, if we truly saw who you are, we would despise ourselves and repent in dust and ashes. And we just thank you that you are merciful to us. And we just thank you for all you are. In Jesus' name, amen.